0: see the day did you carl it's supposed
1: to snow tonight
0: (laughs) (laughs) well so much for that.
1: we'll talk to the president of arts for life mary mcgray for a little bit coming up next around minute 27 rescued by ruby around minute 31 cheaper by the dozen around minute 33 deep water around minute 43 compartment number six around minute 47 we'll talk Lynn's TV Habits, Winning Time, and The Thing About Pam. And they're on Minute 53, the Critics' Choice Super Awards.
0: Sunday is official.
1: Yes. Spring. The 20th of March is the official start of spring. There's always one more. There are a lot of people that are born in April, and they always say, uh, it, I, it snowed on my birthday before. Yes, it has. So
0: it well, doesn't how many, how many St. Patrick's Day uh, parades in Dogtown were horrible weather? And yesterday it
1: was, what, 80? It was nice. Of course, one of those nights I could not go or days because it starts at noon. I had to be at the hockey game, so I had to opt out. I mean, if I was younger, if I was 30 years younger, of course, I would have been there all day. And I would have worked and then gone to the parade and then gone to the hockey game. But I, I can't do that anymore. I'd rather have the
0: sleep. Well, Those of us in the theater community are rejuvenated because it's no longer dark. Nobody has to wait in the wings anymore. We now have live theater and it's so exciting. That's why it's going to be fun today to hear about what's happening in community theater because St. Louis Carl has a very vibrant, a local scene. We have over 25 community theaters in this area on both sides of the river in the Metro East and in St. Louis and in St. Charles County. So how about that? I like that. I've I've seen some of them. I've I can
1: not say that I've seen all, but I've seen a majority.
0: Well I can vouch for its quality and so can our guest Mary McCrae. Who is the president of Arts for Life? Hey, Mary.
2: Hello. Yes, get me talking about theater. I love it.
0: So, what is going on now that everybody's uh, started up again, ramped up for the, the a new a new day?
2: Yeah. Well, a little history about that. We got three shows in on in 2020, and we had to shut down the whole thing. Shut down and uh, carried on. And then we thought maybe we'd be coming back in 2021 and then that got shut down. So we're three years in now and very dry because we want to perform. Um, Like you said, we have uh, many, many theater companies companies from Wentzville to Lebanon, to Monroe, uh, to Webster, to uh, South Lindbergh, and everybody's raring to go. So we thought, well, maybe we can do an award show for uh, Arts for Life, which is a charity organization that um, kind of recognizes community theater and helps all the theaters put on their shows. Because through our uh, website and our newsletter, we can reach out and uh, everybody can share. We share actors. We share props. We share scenery. Uh, it's a really good community.
0: It has enriched my life and I know it has enriched Mary's because Mary's been involved in uh, uh, you started out as a dance instructor, didn't you? You had a studio.
2: Yeah, I didn't have a studio. I worked for, um, a lady who worked over at the epiphany parish and I spent about, oh, I'd say from my teenage years to about 35 years teaching children to dance. Yes. Ballet, tap, jazz, the whole thing. So uh, that's my background. Of course, my dad was Italian, so we had opera and singing in the house all the time. I had a brother who was a professional actor and a sister who was a professional actor. But I got married young and started having kids, and that was the end of that. So uh, I enjoy doing theater in the community.
0: But you've got to scratch your itch. And uh, Carl, she is an award-winning actress. What I love about Arts for Life, I'll tell you, uh, is I first heard of this when I was working with a local community theater called Monroe Actor Stage Company in Waterloo. I had taken a 10-year break and uh, my kids were now high school, college, and mom could get back to doing things because, you know, it wasn't so time- I mean, even though, as you know, Carl, parenting is time-consuming, but you also know teenagers are okay with you uh, having other things to do.
1: <laughs> yes, they, they don't want to be around you anyway, so yeah. <laughs> so
0: uh, oh, oh, uh, so I got back into it, and it was fun, and I started hearing about this Arts for Life, like, ooh, Arts for Life judges are in the audience tonight, and oh, we're going, and a couple people got nominated for some, uh, shows this was in like 2007 2006 2007 and then uh i directed a production of nonsense in 2008 and it was nominated for a bunch of awards and we got got
2: nominated didn't you lynn
0: yes i did (laughs) um I did lose, but our show won, the big (laughs) award. No losers,
2: there's no losers. Yes, It's an honor to be nominated.
0: It is an honor to be nominated because I feel very proud of that show and I was very proud to be recognized because there's like 45 shows and to get one of the five nominations is a big deal. And I think sometimes we have six or seven in each category, but there's 31 categories. So the the local community, uh, because they have the schedule, and we now have it down to a science because the award started in 1999 for the best performance awards, which is musical theater. And so I started meeting people from other companies and other shows. And, and it was like, hey, I found my tribe, as we all like to say. But there's so much talent in this group. I can't even begin to tell you what our award show is like for the musicals, because you see a lot of youth productions that are better than some professional touring shows. I I mean, it's incredible that the young talent is being nurtured and flourished. And I think Arts for Life has a great deal to do with that. So we started, uh, I'm on the board. That's why I can say we. I've been on the board since 2010 and I've seen how much we flourish and how many people thrive. We give scholarships to young folk, we award not only musical theater anymore but also we started theater mask awards that honor comedies and dramas. And that started in 2015, I think. So every year we have two separate award shows, the theater mask awards and the best performance awards. But because of the pandemic, we didn't have any shows to nominate. And now we're back. So Mary, tell us about the uh, award shows that are coming up because it's exciting.
2: Yes, yes. I'm tearing my hair out right now because we got a late start on it because we didn't know, would people come? Would they come out of their houses and come to these award shows? But as soon as the nominations were announced at uh, our annual trivia night, excitement started brewing. So we said, let's do it. So I'm work- currently working on two shows right now. And the uh, first one is the Theater Mask Awards, which, as Lynn said, was it honors plays, either of the comedy nature or the drama, na- drama nature. And we're having a brunch at the Christie on uh, April 9th. So that's three weeks away and uh everyone comes they have a good time the groups intermingle you know in the past groups stayed by themselves they did not intermingle with other theater groups you were a traitor if you went to another theater group and tried out through arts for life we have brought the community theaters together and people know each other so they feel comfortable going and auditioning for each other so it's a great big party it really is fun and then um awards, you know, are given out. On the other hand, the uh, BPA's Best Performance Awards for Musicals is about 10 times the size because, you know, what a cast of a musical is compared to the cast of a play. You know, we could have 20, 30 people in a musical. So we invite the best of the best, kind of like a Tony Awards show, the best of the best to come out and do their number from their show, we work it all out. We have a professional uh, band and um, they get to do their number in front of all their peers. So it's quite envious to get to perform like Lynn said. It's it's really nice. That will be on um, June 12th. So I got a little time for that. It's a June Sunday 12th at the Hilton in the Clayton room. So we got a great big old ballroom this year because we didn't think we could uh, afford a theater with all of the goings on and uh, but it's beautiful. It's gonna be really nice. I'm excited.
0: I am too. It's theater prom, Carl. It's just so <laughs> well, yeah, because so everyone's
2: dre- everyone's dressed up. And we and do. Um, we do a formal event with tuxes and formals. It's it's pretty fun. Mary's we all right. clean up really nice. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Mar- Mary's right about the camaraderie because uh there's there's people that win for very Different awards groups. She used to be able to say, like, oh, well, he just works with the Kirkwood Theater Guild. He just works for Act Two, which is in St. Peter's. But people are all over it. They cross, uh, people go, there's a, a nominee from uh, Mile Theater Troupe, Monroe Actor Stage Company, uh, Young Frankenstein, and they have multiple St. Louis people that uh, made that drive every night for rehearsal. And so uh, it's, it's just been, it's really nice because it's broadened everybody's horizons, but uh, we're a bunch of huggers, as you know, theater people are (laughs) huggers. So one of the things is because nobody's gathered for two years in person or three years. In 2020, we had virtual celebrations. Last year, we had no BPAs, but we did have a shortened TMAs, again, virtual. So this is going to be such a celebration to get back, to feel somewhat normal. And uh, if you want to go to the shows, uh, go to artsforlife.org and uh, you can purchase your tickets. We have very reasonable. We have a great board. Mary, has Mary. how long have you been president? It's been a really...
2: Oh, gosh. Um, 11, 12. Thirteen. There were a couple breaks in there where someone else took it over, and but, then you were uh, treasurer
0: because yes. you're, you know. And uh, Mary has been the probably
2: been she, on the board twenty years. Yeah, oh, that's all. Yeah, yeah. that's all. <laughs> yeah,
0: she's been uh, the uh, visionary and the the. Uh, 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 she's been spinning all the plates. Let's put it like that. And her daughter Kim Click. A very talented choreographer who has so many awards and different groups that she does. She was
2: actually recruited to do the choreography for Young Frankenstein in Waterloo.
0: Right. And she did the the choreography for Shrek. She did. uh, At um, Kirkwood. Kirkwood Theater Guild. So we have these hundred-year-old companies that... Uh, are continuing to grow and thrive with all these great performers. But I will say the quality just keeps going up every year. Don't you think, Mary?
2: Oh, I do. And especially with the youth. We we have a special youth section that, um, you know, we go to their shows and they have their own awards in our award program. And uh, somebody told me one time that the Broadway producers up in New York are like, What is this Arts for Life? And where are these kids coming from? Because they're so good. Well, they're getting a lot of training at the Muni. First off, when they're the the little babies, you know, and teens, and then they move up and then they start doing community theater and get their wards from Arts for Life. And then they go off to New York. So they're well trained and, uh, you know, they have all the confidence in the world. And that's what I like to, to see, that we give them confidence that they can make it in a tough world.
0: And not only do we award performers these youth scholarships that we give every year, we give two, we also, honor the kids that are backstage and want to do technical stuff. They want to be uh, scenic designers or stage managers, or they just want to be a part of it, but they don't want to be singing or dancing. <laughs> and so we give, we also give them scholarships, but it's highly competitive. And also uh, some of these kids get standing ovations at our shows because they're so incredible. And then they go on to these colleges that maybe take five kids a year like Cincinnati Conservatory of the Arts and and uh, Michigan and, and all these places. And then some, some of these kids are like Broadway ready.
1: Well, you have to give it up for the technical crew because without the technical crew, you would not have a show.
0: Right. That's correct. As you know. So it's fun to see people grow. And it's fun to see people who, uh, uh, I don't know, we all just, people care about each other and if there's, uh, something that's happened or, uh, you, you know, we've had like benefits for people that maybe uh, like an, a dancer who was horrific, w- was in a horrific shooting and couldn't walk. And uh, we we did things for them. So, and we've had, we had a benefit for the Joplin tornado victims. And uh, we've, we've done Many works of charity besides just awarding ourselves, like if you go, oh, what you just award people, but honoring excellence. I is call in- it
2: recognition. Lynn, yes, they need the recognition. And who just came to the Fox? Caitlin Smith, who was an Arts for Life winner and nominee, and she was just in um, Mean O'Han. Girls. Mean Girls.
0: Yes, yeah, that's right. Carl, remember when you asked me? Wasn't a uh, wasn't a local person in it? yes that was her one yeah. of our youth scholarship winners yeah yeah so uh, so anyway it's really fun and I encourage people to get involved check out we have a calendar we have a newsletter Kim click as we've talked about she uh, is uh, this incredible organizer and she, helps run everything smooth. And she keeps a running list of the productions and the auditions. And we send out a newsletter where you can find out all the audition information. And if you haven't done, if you've been out of high school and haven't done anything since your spring musical, you can get back in no matter uh, what. Just, uh, you know, just take a look at the list. We've had people who have changes in their lives and now they're back into it and they, This opens up a whole new world.
1: Well, Kim must have been raised right. That's what I have to
2: say. Oh, so sweet. Thank you. (laughs) And we
0: also have, speaking of charity, we partnered with Live Nation and Steeple Theater, our good friend Dylan, and we have four tickets for Bon Jovi that we have been raffling off to help us do everything we do. And uh, you know, the youth scholarships and the uh the uh, uh benefits and also our work, you know, those don't come cheap. And so and just the whole communications thing about everything we do. So we are giving two sets of two tickets out today, Carl, and we want you to be uh the uh the drawer because uh for full disclosure, uh I bought a ticket, and Mary bought a ticket, and we don't want to win. So okay. I don't, don't want you pull to win us either. Out. We just My did daughter it. Her for- accused
2: me of not knowing one song from Bon Jovi. I said, "I'm just participating in the in the rap." First
1: of all, Mary, that's not true. I guarantee you know at least two songs from Bon Jovi.
2: I agree. I know one.
1: See, it's but all right. I can't
2: think of the name right now.
1: That's it's <laughs> probably it's either "Living on a Prayer" or "You that's Give it. Love a Bad Name."
2: Living on a prayer.
1: See, you know, you know them.
2: So I do know one song. I would be. Oh, and it was on that
1: one. It was are, featured in the uh, the Lost Daughter. Okay. The new Olivia Coleman, uh Maggie Gyllenhaal directed piece.
2: Oh, well, we Good for them.
0: Are are there's uh are there's one dead or alive or there's the new stuff? It's my life. New, that
1: song's 22 years old well
0: i consider it like in po- you know post teen heartthrob days when they were in eight, 1987 when that slippery when wet album came out they were the rage among teenage girls and now those teenage girls have aged and yes. now they're back on tour they're in their
1: 50s now yeah
0: yes well,
1: not bon jovi bon jovi's in their 60s now
0: Right. Well, John Bon is married to the same woman he's been married to, his high school sweetheart. Yes. And so I know. saw
1: John Bon Jovi walking into his apartment in New York. I'm like, hey, that's John Bon Jovi. I wonder what he's doing. And then he made a quick left. And then I'm like, oh, John Bon Jovi must live there. And then that was it.
0: Well, cool. right outside,
1: right outside of Chinatown in Manhattan.
0: Well, hmm. I didn't know that I knew their songs as much as I did till I was at a piano bar in Chicago for a for a college reunion, and "Living on a Prayer" came on, and I knew every single word. How did I know that? So, <laughs> you'd be surprised at how much you retain, Mary. In in uh, you'd be surprised.
1: Well, how so, how am I
0: going to pick the winner? So Kim sent us the thing. So uh, do we want you to? Um, Mary, do we want him to pick number?
2: Pick a number Be,
1: between.
0: You
1: know. uh, how about I'm going to pick the first number as five.
0: That's one. Okay. okay. So and then now pick another number. Randomizer.
2: The wheel. The wheel yes. is spinning.
0: The wheel. <laughs> Just and and what's your next number? Seven. <gasps> oh. We have two winners that aren't they are. are
2: different, right? Can't that aren't us. In. That aren't us. Yes. That aren't
0: us. Yes. yes. This is awesome. Okay, so the winners are Stephanie Merritt, oh, and Tafra Perryman. Oh, I don't
1: congratulations think I
0: know her. to Stephanie and she, Tafra. Uh, Tafra. I actually know from uh, uh, my uh, brother's teaching grade school days. Her kids were in his class. She's from it's the fixed. same area it's in fixed. Belva. She's from the same area in Belline. Anyway, she's over here. We
2: have and, one from Illinois and one from
0: Missouri. How perfect. Yeah, but uh, she she works with Overdue Theater Company now, and she's been a nominee. She is an example of a later in life person jumping in and having a ball. Okay.
1: Congratulations.
0: Congrats. Yes. Okay, so congratulations to Stephanie Merritt and to Taffer Perryman. They will each get two tickets to Bon Jovi on April 21st, courtesy of Live, live Nation. Nation and Steeple Theater and Dylan will have and their tickets. And the
1: Enterprise S- Center. And the Enterprise
0: is, Center. Dylan will have their tickets at Will Call under their names. And we will contact them and let them know all of this. Congratulations. But anyway, this will be fun. So if you th- this find is, out I'm, really, of- I'm really excited about live music returning. And live theater returning. So, Mary, find out
1: more about Arts for Life, go to artsforlife.org. Correct.
0: And, Mary, is there anything that you would like to tell us about uh, the upcoming shows or uh, what's happening that we haven't touched on?
2: I know Mark Lawless hosting the Theater Mask Awards. And, uh, a a former uh, international flight attendant, and he's the principal of Maryville Elementary. I In believe. Grand
0: City, yes. And of
2: course, an actor. And an award
0: winner. And an award uh, winner. Carl, you will like this because Carl, one of Carl's favorite shows is uh, Come From Away.
2: Love he
0: it. was working as a flight attendant on 9-11. Oh, and wow. Come From Away had a recent contest where people shared their stories. And he won two tickets to the Broadway show. Uh, I believe I
1: heard about ago. this.
0: Yes, just a couple weeks ago. And he won, sharing his story about being a TWA flight attendant when 9 11
1: happened. When TWA was a thing.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. So he has great stories of meeting all these celebs. He uh, became friends with Robert Goulet. Uh, because of uh, Robert Goulet was often on his flights and uh, that, so he can name drop with the best of them and uh, sometime we'll have to have him on, (laughs) but uh, it's, but it's, it's just fun. It's just uh, Mary has shepherded in a new era of arts for life because we're trying to stay uh, relevant and, and uh, uh, people have no idea the work that Mary does and other people just to um, make theater happen in town.
2: You have to be a good organizer, that's for sure. And uh, keep up with what's going on. Well, uh, Lynn, I did want to mention our Adopt-A-Student program, which is something that we do in a normal world. I mean, we, we haven't been able to pursue that that much lately in the last two years, but we partnered with a, a, a school in the city, uh, McClure High School actually, and um, we mentored the kids, and they had a show, uh, The Color Purple, I believe it was, and um, it was really rewarding. That That's all I heard from the people was how rewarding it was. We uh, went to their show. We went to a rehearsal and did a lunch for them and had all kinds of stuff. Had roses on opening night and stuff. And, you know, it, it, it was really nice. I still... I'm talking to my student on Facebook and uh, she's actually at the Muni right now helping backstage. So I thought that was great. She's like in an intern kind of thing program. But some of these kids, their parents, you know, are busy working and stuff. They can't even come to their shows. So they have no one really to perform for. So it's a little heartbreaking. But we were there for him. And and you had a student, didn't you, Lynn?
0: Yes, I did. I had a freshman, a very shy freshman from yeah. Kenya. And he was so excited about theater. And he would ask me about opportunities. And, and it was really fun to bond with him and to see his enthusiasm for. And he grew as a performer. And uh, it was just really fun to see that uh, one of the. The performer's Troy Staten won the Teen Talent Showcase at the Fox last year, and he was one of the students we mentored back uh, back then. So,
2: yeah. pretty cool. Remember that confidence thing that we said we're giving <laughs> the students? I
0: yes. I think
2: it really worked there. So we've been wanting to do that again, but with all the uh, restrictions, we haven't been able to. But we're no, trying. But hope-
0: Hopefully, uh, things that we did in the before times will come again. Yeah. And then, but uh, it's important for people to go see a show. And uh, right now, the the Kirkwood Theater Guild has calendar girls, and uh, mm-hmm. there's upcoming. There's lots of upcoming musicals, especially in the summer. We'll start seeing a big increase in in productions. Mark actually is directing. A chorus line at Hawthorne Theaters, which is in fluorescent that beautiful fluorescent Civic Center.
1: Well, yep. Mary, thank you for being on with us today. If you okay. want to stick around and hear Lynn talk about five bad movies that she <laughs> saw, <laughs> you can you can stay and join us. But if not, thank you for being on with us.
2: Yes, I actually have some press pressing issues, grandchildren. So oh. I will be I will be signing off here, but thank you so much. You're welcome. Really and thank you for partnering with us. And talking. thank you,
0: thank you, Mary. It was great to see you again. Okay.
2: And we'll see you soon. All right. Thank you.
1: Bye. All right, Lynn. Let's talk about the awful movies you saw. Well, which, actually, which, I which saw one was the a, worst one. Or, or well, wait, I, you saw a good one? There was I saw a good, a good one.
0: A, surpri- a surprising good one. And All right. So, start with start with the good one first. Okay. It is. A family film, which sometimes people go, oh, grown at. And yes, yeah, Sappy, but it is charming and delightful and based on a true story. And it, I teared up. It's called Rescued by Ruby. And yes, it's a dog movie. About It's, it's it. on Netflix. And it's on Netflix. It started Thursday. What a charmer. It's about uh, a real life rescue dog that became a canine unit dog and rescued a little boy that made national headlines. He was lost in the woods for over 36 hours. Uh, it was 156 acre woods and the dog found him and the film producer saw that story and approached his handler, Dan O'Neill of the Rhode Island state police played, and wh-
1: played by the flash.
0: Yes, Grant Gustin, and and he's excellent. He's um uh, uh. So I I read an article yesterday uh about the real guy, and he said this movie is a hundred percent accurate. Good. Yeah, it's based on a book, a nonfiction book called "Rescued by Ruby," and uh, this dog is an Australian Shepherd Border Collie mix. Fun fact, you do not have to have a German shepherd as the canine.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. So uh, he was trained with Dan O'Neill and uh, he was a handful. Well, she, Ruby was a handful. She was returned to a shelter five times. And uh, finally, this trooper, Dan O'Neill, took a chance on her, trained her, uh, much aggravation. He had a young son and a pregnant wife and uh, the family had to uh, adapt to this dog and the dog had to adapt to the family. And uh, so it goes through all that, all the challenges and then uh, now, Scott- now hold,
1: hold on a second. You're telling me that this movie Rescued by Ruby was directed by cat Shay who did directed and wrote Poison Ivy with drew Barrymore and Sarah Gilbert. Yeah. I, I that's impressive
0: to me. Yeah. I thought it was done really well. There's some shots that are like from the perspective of the dog. It's really funny, but it's a lovable dog. It's not the real dog. You know, they show at the end, of course they show the real dog, right? But the, the, um, the dog who plays Ruby, is actually a shelter dog, too. Oh, nice. So they and give Scott a-
1: Wolf in it also.
0: Yes. And Scott Wolf has a Belleville connection. Uh, he was born in East Orange, New Jersey, and that's where his family was. But his father was transferred to uh, this area and lived in Belleville for quite a while, uh, including when Scott was on Party Five.
1: Right. Well, you know, and it's only 90 minutes long, so that's a perfect Perfect movie for a uh, a family movie because they're not too long and it's and you said it's good so
0: yeah keeps we'll moving let the kids watch it yeah it's fun you know and even um I mean as far as dog movies go <laughs> it's
1: usually the dog dies oh,
0: yeah well this is a success story. And Good. it's fun, and and uh, yeah, I I encourage people because there's a lot of crap. On <laughs> well, TV. let's talk
1: about some crap. Let's yeah. talk about okay. The movie that I actually was intrigued in seeing was the new version of Cheaper by the Dozen on Disney Plus, starring Zach Braff and Gabrielle Union.
0: Yes, um, I am apologized because I uh, haven't seen it yet because I was going to um, I opted for the dog movie instead. And that's okay. So I have to still watch it. So we'll talk about that next week because it started on Disney plus today and it's a blended family. I read the original book back. Well, not the original book, but I read the book back in the 60s. And uh, then I saw the original movie with Clifton Webb, one of the great character actors. The the
1: movies, the, the original books from 1948.
0: Yeah. Well, when I was a child, I read it. Okay. In
1: the 60s. Yeah. But, but the thing that they had 12 kids and that, ugh, that's just, that just wears me out. Just thinking about it.
0: Yeah. Well, the, the original movie is quite different. And then Steve Martin remade it. And that and, was
1: 20, almost 20 years ago.
0: Yeah. And then now it's Zach Braff and Gabriel union and they have a blended family. Like now is do. it is it
1: a blended family because they are their kids or did some of them from his? Fa- is it like a Brady Bunch situation?
0: I think it's a Brady Bunch.
1: Okay, well, I I, I don't know because we haven't seen it, so right, we will report next week on it. All yeah. right, tell me about Ben Affleck then. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh. <laughs> so Hulu is owned by Disney. Yes, it is. So it's kind of shocking um adrian line who directed fatal attraction indecent proposal nine and a half weeks and unfaithful i i
1: sense a pattern there
0: yes erotic thrillers from the 80s and 90s he hasn't directed a movie in 20 years so he took on this uh project called deep water which is, this is a
1: sexual good. thriller, too?
0: Yes, which oh. is, but it's terrible. It's, oh. <laughs> it's uh, if you're expecting the uh, the uh, because Fatal Attraction was really good and scared the bejesus unfaithful. out of every husband. People love
1: unfaithful,
0: yes, and, which is also good and earned Diane Lane an Oscar nomination for playing the cheating wife of Richard Gere. Now, now,
1: now, hold on. You said this is a Disney movie?
0: Yeah, it's on Hulu. It's
1: okay. uh, It premiered on it, it's, Hulu. It's 20th Century Fox, which is owned now by Disney. And they're yeah. saying that it's Disney's first erotic film since Color of Night, uh, yeah. with Bruce Willis and Jane Marsh. I think I saw that movie in the theater.
0: I did, too. I saw it in the theaters. It was awful. I watched <laughs> that while my kids watched uh, Little Rascals.
1: Sneak. Mom's going to watch some... A dirty movie and you guys go watch uh, Little Rascals, which is, you know, you tortured them in a different way. <laughs> All right. So what's up with uh, what's up with Ben Affleck and who else? Oh, Anna De Armas.
0: Yeah, that was uh, that was uh, post Jennifer Garner, pre J. Lo. Uh, they struck up a, 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 a well, we in theater, we call them showmances. Yeah. but I don't know what you call them in cinema set But uh, okay, so it's based on a a Patricia Highsmith novel and they switch it from the northeast to New Orleans. If you're unfamiliar with Patricia Highsmith, she wrote Strangers on a Train, which uh, was adapted into uh, one of Hitchcock's classic movies. And she she
1: also wrote the Ripley series.
0: Yeah. Talented Mr.
1: Ripley. And so on. And all 50 of them.
0: OK, so this is adapted by Zach Helm and Sam Levinson, son of Barry, who you might uh, uh, know from his showrunner as uh, of Euphoria. OK, so he has one of the kids from Euphoria. Is it Jake Alordi? Jacob, I
1: don't know. Yeah.
0: OK, he plays. He was
1: also he was also on in the kissing booth.
0: OK, he plays a piano player who's giving Ben Affleck's wife played by Anna DeArmas piano lessons. And I'm going to do the air quotes. Uh-huh. Uh, Cause she has several boy toys in this movie. Apparently they have an open marriage. He uh, became extremely wealthy by inventing a computer chip that was used in drones. So he retired. He's a house husband. They have a cute little six year old daughter who inexplicably sings leo sayers you make me feel like dancing in the car on the way to school so that's a
1: great that's a great
0: song it is and i actually saw leo sayers in concert back in college that'd be so but but for a kid to be playing that song all the time it's kind of different for 2022 so uh they live in this big Southern mansion because, you know, every, all their friends, including Lil little rel, how rel. They all live in these big Southern Gothic homes and they all party up a storm. And uh, this is high society. And you would think because Anna de character is such a tramp that they would be shunned by society, but they're not. So everybody knows uh, that they have an open marriage because it's an open secret of her adulterous affairs. And she hangs on these boy toys and Ben Affleck acts like he's okay with it. But then he uh, is glaring at these these, uh, young studs and uh, saying some really uh, crazy things to them. And this one uh, studly one uh she uh he he like watches her kissing this other guy which is really weird they have a sick and twisted relationship and it's very passive aggressive and there's a lot of psychosexual things that a, a therapist could unload with this but this isn't the film that's gonna make anybody believe this relationship because it's just it gets increasingly more crazy as the film goes on. So she's flaunting her affairs and uh, hanging on all these young guys and he's glaring at her. But then they have steamy scenes together. And but in the meantime, they're always bickering and uh, insulting each other and uh you know, she says that uh, if he was married to somebody else, he'd be bored out of his mind and kill himself and that. But she wears these slinky dresses. She uh, a is a good looking woman, so. woman. She's a good looking woman. And uh, but she's incredibly self-centered. She's not that great of a mom. We have this running theme now in movies about bad moms. And uh, she is just hot to try it all the time. Okay, so so he, uh, it's revealed early on uh, that one of her lovers is missing. Oh no. And Ben Affleck makes a joke to one of these studs that he killed him. So it goes all over their social circle, gossip, 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 that he killed the guy. Tracy Letts, the great Tracy Letts, this is why this film is not all bad because we have Tracy Letts as uh, a neighbor who just moves into town he's a writer and he gets suspicious and starts what a
1: coincidence.
0: Yes. Yeah, starts following Ben and hires a private detective and is just alarmed at his behavior. And, uh, so the second boy toy, like she just flits from one to the other. Okay. So the second for guy her. is the, the euphoria kid. And, uh, Ben Affleck drowns him in the swimming pool at one of their parties. So the body surfaces at this party and everybody's screaming and alarmed and all this stuff. So that's when Tracy Letts hires the detective. So then one of her other guys, which is Finn Whitrock, who was an old college associate and he's back in the area building homes and uh, he goes mysteriously missing. Oh, who could it be? So uh, in the meantime, Ben Affleck looks like he's sleepwalking through this movie. He's paunchy, he looks disaffected. He uh, this is not Gone Girl. This is far hmm. from Gone Girl, but it has that similar theme. And uh, you know of the trampy wife and the and the he starts having affairs and all that kind of stuff. Okay, so uh, it just gets more ludicrous and more ridiculous Luna. and. And uh, it is an hour and what forty seven minutes. It's almost two hours. And the last third is just lunacy.
1: No, it's it's one hour and fifty five minutes.
0: Yeah. But then again, okay. it's
1: it's on Hulu, so there might be like twelve minutes of uh, foreign dub credits.
0: Yeah, and so it's uh, it's just if you wanna. Uh, one critic suggested that you could have a drinking game every time she flashes a <laughs> breast or really? uh, her dress comes off. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, uh, she badly overacts. I know she's a beautiful woman and she was great in No Time to Die. And she is going to play Marilyn Monroe in a biopic called Blonde. And she first came to attention in Knives Out. So, yes. but she badly overacts her. Like this one time she says to him, Uh, I have, he bruised me. Do you want to see my bruise? You know, it's just so ridiculous. So Adrian line is trying to rekindle his, you know, his uh, sexual erotic thriller throne, such as it was, but I don't know if you can repeat eighties, nineties things in 2020. I don't, you know, I don't know if it works.
1: All right. Well, maybe. Maybe. No, then <laughs> but it does have tracy left <laughs> okay so did you see compartment number six then i
0: did and how was that
1: was that good too
0: well it's got universal acclaim it won a prize at con but i was not invested in this movie at all it's bleak it's gloomy it's dreary It's a train going through Russia in the snow. I think the timing on this isn't perfect for it to open (laughs) in St. Louis. And uh, it's a movie about connection and it's from Finland. And it was on the short list for the Oscars as Finland's entry. However, it did not make the cut of the five nominees. Now I know I'm going to get dinged for this because people are raving about the artistic nature of this in terms of being profound. Okay, we have a Russian miner. Uh, he's very crude. He is going to Murmansk, which is on which is a port near the Arctic Sea, to work as a miner, okay. and he shares a compartment, hence the title, with a young Finnish girl who came to Moscow to study the language. And uh, she rented a room from this literature professor, Irina, who is very charismatic and every night throws these parties with artistic people and intellectuals. And this young girl just soaks all of this in, and she wants to be like this woman. Well, they become lovers, but it's very clear that the older woman is moving on and it's not really gonna, that this isn't really anything to this professor. But they had made plans to go to Mermaids to see these petroglyphs, which are ancient carvings on rocks. So the young girl still goes on this train, and she's just not having this guy be he says crude things to her and she's guarded and reserved and you can tell she's depressed she has a camcorder it's set in the 90s the book was set Why? in the oh. 80s i don't i think it's because of modern technology it's set in the 90s
2: Okay. so she has to use it well a it did phone. it didn't
1: win it didn't win the uh, independent spirit award either because uh, drive my car won the independent uh yeah. best international film so, well but I it did it did just... win the uh, grand prix prize at Cannes.
0: yeah i think it's just too vague to me there's a total lack of uh character development now these two uh somehow Become dependent on each other in a way. He helps her out, which is surprising. He comes to her rescue a couple of times. He invites her to go to her his foster mother's home in uh they they take a break in St. Petersburg and also they stay overnight, which is weird, like a train where you have to uh you know be camped out on the tracks overnight. I don't it's know. It's Russia. Yeah. Well, Russia looks so miserable in this movie it's just like why why and uh, it's,
1: it's also in russian and finnish so i know i do not find it a turn off but some people do
0: yes i know well it's playing at plaza right now it finally started here it's been everywhere uh people appraise uh, it for its its uh uh showing connection between two disparate stranger strangers on a train. Strangers,
1: I like strangers. That's funny.
0: <laughs> I just was like, I kept waiting. Like, when am I going to get invested in these characters? What is, go- you know, I just was never, like, oh. well, hey,
1: speaking of Plaza Frontenac, did you see master at the Plaza Frontenac?
0: I have not yet tackled that one.
1: All right. That's okay. Did you? No, I have not. Um, But I did want to talk about two shows that you are watching on television. And one of them is the reason that Will Ferrell and Adam McKay don't work together anymore. But I hear you're loving the Lakers dynasty showtime. I mean, winning time on HBO.
0: Yes, I am. I'm
1: enjoying this. And you don't like basketball. I didn't say that. Well, okay, you don't care about the NBA.
0: Well, uh, when my children were little, they were massive Michael Jordan fans. And uh, this is the Lakers. I know this was the decade before that we watched all the Bulls. And, you know, during that and then Magic Johnson, everybody knew them. And I paid attention uh, somewhat to what the Lakers were doing because Pat Riley was the Showtime coach Mm -hmm. and uh, they had the big glamour of the Laker girls Paula Abdul all that stuff so it was hard not to pay attention to the Lakers because Jack Nicholson be sitting in the front row and and all of that but I never was a Lakers fan I I mean you know I couldn't tell you who else was on the team at the time besides well you're learning now aren't you yeah Norm Nixon So this is fascinating because it's a time that I lived through, but it's also uh, the pull back the curtain, how this Jerry Buss made everything happen. He's the reason we have uh, athletic events as Showtime, as these entertainment things with dancers and, and prizes and and all of that and then he's also the reason they started naming rights for stadiums and he 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 revolutionized the the nba was lower in the tv ratings than bowling bowling and golf back then
1: well golf golf is still a lot more prestige than yeah. it was 30 years ago
0: right well um i uh, 40. i I actually, uh, you know, I fell out my NCAA ballot every year. Hey, Carl, just an aside: my Illinois State Lady Redbirds are in the women's NCAA tournament.
1: That is also March Madness for the first time. Yes, they're calling it. They get to call it March Madness for the first time. So now, how is uh, I, I? I think I will eventually tackle winning time because I did watch all ten episodes of the last dance with michael jordan because i actually wanted to see the first three pete not the second one but they took care of that how is uh, your murder mystery coming along where you know who already did it and what's going on with pam
0: oh yeah well i think it's it's uh it's it's good it's a little cheesy i will say that but Joel Schwartz gave his blessing to it. And he was the defense attorney. So it's okay. You know, you got to get past Renee Zellweger being in the fat suit and you got to, uh, she's such an awful character who does such awful things. And it's, it's really, uh, upsetting that a man's life was ruined because of the incompetence of the Lincoln County, uh, police department, sheriff's department, and uh, the prosecuting attorney. The clues were all there that Pam was a terrible person, but they chose to ignore that stuff. And they put an innocent man in jail for three years, already traumatized by his wife being stabbed 50 times, who was undergoing cancer treatment. And so I can't even imagine what that guy feels like. But now he's vindicated because once she killed Louis Gompenberger, then uh, the attention shined on her. And there's more to it. But if anybody wants to do a deep dive, I've said this before. Jeanette Batts Cooperman, probably one of the well, I know one of the best writers ever in St. Louis journalism. Uh, she was at the Riverfront Times. She was at St. Louis magazine. She wrote an extensive piece on Pam Hupp, that if you want to get into the details, read that, Google that, because to me, she summarized it brilliantly. And after you read that, then you'll know everything that you need to know. And then you can tolerate the thing about Pam because you already mm-hmm. know the real story and not the Hollywood version. They did uh, condense a few things and they did, you know, come by, just like Hollywood has to in all these things that they do. Right. So you haven't tackled it yet. I have
1: not yet. And I, I don't know if I will, because you know, it's just it's a gross story.
0: It, it is. is. I never did. You watch the Datelines about it. I never No,
1: did. I didn't. I never don't watch any of that. So but they use.
0: Yeah. Go ahead. So
1: I, I, I don't know if I'm going to. I don't. Eh. I'm more interested in your super awards that uh, every, every it was it was very predictable who was going to win every single super award.
0: I know. And I voted for most of them. I didn't vote for all, but I voted for most of them. And uh, I was very happy with the nominees actually. And Max, yeah, see, it's, friend,
1: it, I, I was more impressed with the nominees than the winners.
0: So, yeah, well, Max Boise was on the committee to, uh, you know, the nominating committee. I just vote on the film. I do not vote for the TV, but I was very happy to see, uh, the Marvel WandaVision. win, and I was, uh, I, I know I have to watch Yellow Jackets now because Melanie Linsky's been one of my favorites, uh, an under-the-radar actress for years, and I always sing her praises. And uh, she won Best Actress in a Horror TV Show. And she yeah. also won um, the uh, the regular Critics' Choice Awards the other night. She Her first husband was... Jimmy Lyle the intern yeah and on on Westworld he got like Emmy nominated that was her first husband
1: yes I I actually knew I've been following Melly um uh since uh which creatures uh Heavenly Creatures Heavenly Creatures that 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 was her first movie and then two and a half men and she has she has had a really good and eclectic
0: career yes she's in sweet home alabama and she is also in away we go yeah and she, uh, perks of being a wallflower she plays a
1: oh, nicky, oh that's heartbreaking
0: woman in it which is really sad and it then uh, there's a sundance winner that went nowhere she and elijah wood it's uh Oh, it's a weird title. What is it? It's about the place in the world, my place in the world. She's very good in that. And it won the Sundance grand prize and that film went nowhere, but find it online if I can come up with the title to it. But uh, yeah. So uh, the super awards were started by the critics choice association two years ago. um, And it awards superhero movies, horror science fiction and fantasy and Villains. action and so no time to die cleaned it up on action spider-man no way home cleaned it up on the superhero horror and we had a quiet, quiet place. place part two and then uh abdul yeah 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 abdul
1: mateen the second yes he He's won great. he won for a uh, best actor as in Candyman. yes and then uh, the girl from *Titan* won best actress in a horror
0: movie. Yes. Oh, man. Talk about it. <laughs> crazy, no. crazy. Speaking of a 24, which is that distributor or neon neon. Is it, that was, distributor. it was neon. Yeah. Okay. So scratch that because a 24, there's this movie out this weekend that we didn't get access to called X. Don't know anything about it. It's a horror movie. About a filming of a horror movie that goes horribly wrong. Well, that's what happens in horror movies. Yeah. Uh, all so right. but, so but next, we next yeah. week,
1: we're going to have our big Oscar show with special guest J.C. Corcoran.
0: Yes, I'm ex- so excited. And uh, he might have more to tell than his Oscar picks. And uh, we're going to mention briefly the 50th anniversary of the godfather it
1: opened up this week in new york 50 years ago
0: yeah 20 uh march 24th is the actual event and i'm going to be on with jennifer and wendy on K- on ktrs next thursday morning to talk about the 50th anniversary of the godfather and i'm going to save my fun fact for them, right. But there's some good ones. But uh, Marlon Brando was only 47 when he wow. played Don uh, Vito, Don Corleone, Don Vito Corleone. That's that
1: makes me feel old now,
0: doesn't it? Yes, doesn't it? Right. And, and like uh, Robert Duvall and Al Pacino and Diane Keaton, they only got like thirty five thousand dollars for filming that movie.
1: Uh, it, it paid off for them in the long run, though.
0: <laughs> yes, it did.
1: Lynn, so you're going to be <laughs> on with Jennifer and Wendy. Where can they normally hear
0: you? Uh, they can hear me on KTRS with Ray Hartman every Thursday night after the 10 p.m. news. And I am in the Webster Kirkwood Times on Fridays. Oh, speaking of the Webster Kirkwood Times, I have a feature on stages St. Louis New Era with they're going to have the Karate Kid a uh, world premiere musical. And Carl, I got so much to tell you about that. We're gonna have to have them on for a show because this is gonna be huge. And it's a pre-Broadway tryout. And they're gonna do In the Heights and Line. And uh, I did an interview with their new artistic director, Gail Say, S-E-A-Y, who was a Broadway dancer, a touring show performer, and now is the artistic director. At stages because she used to be uh, a cat uh, she had her own casting agency
2: so she's a
0: fascinating people so this week's Webster Kirkwood Times has a spring arts preview and I have two articles in there so read them and then my website poplifestl.com we have lots of fun content about local theater and movies and all sorts of other things going on and then uh we have this podcast every week carl so now we're in our third we're in our fourth year because we just celebrated our third anniversary in february
1: absolutely you can hear me on the mark cox morning show monday through friday on 97.1 and you can hear me on kmox on sundays for the great outdoors and second amendment radio That's also a 97 one on Saturdays. Uh, You can also see me on Twitter and Instagram at underscore Carl, the intern. And I, one of my favorite movies of all times is broadcast news. So rest in peace, William Hurt.
0: Yes. uh, I also did um, uh, some things about him on our website. And I have an article about broadcast news from, uh, Holly Hunter's character, Jane Craig, because she was because consi- uh, of uh, our uh, alliance of women film journalists in 2016, we picked our 55 uh, Wonder Women characters in movies. And she was Jane Craig was picked as one of the 55. And I wrote about. It. So since it's Women's History Month, I went back and then, of course, William Hurt died Mm -hmm. last Sunday at age 72. Uh, He had had terminal prostate cancer. Yeah. When he found out he had prostate cancer, it had already metastasized. So this was a few years ago. He has four children and they released a beautiful statement on their father. And uh, just think, I don't think anybody, any actor in the 80s had a better run Body Heat, Body Heat, Show, he Broadcast News, The Accidental Tourist. He did well. Yeah. And then, and then in later years, he transitioned to a character actor in uh, supporting roles and he got an Oscar nomination for his 10 minutes in a history of violence.
1: And also, you know, he was Thaddeus Ross in the first, I mean, he was in the second Marvel movie. And then he was in the he was in the end games. And, you know, he was a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe from the near beginning.
0: Yeah, we just saw him in Black Widow. And Carl, I actually saw his last movie performance in that awful King's oh. Daughter, which was eight years <laughs> ago. But that's the last thing I saw him in back in uh, February.
1: Well, hopefully he filmed something else. So the, the King's Daughter is not the well, technically, it's not the last one, but it uh, hopefully something else comes out. All right, then yes. have a good yes. week next week. Thank we'll talk you. Oscars.
0: You too. You have a great week. Go blues. Go uh, your favorite turn. Uh, your favorite people already. Who picked St. Peters to be Kentucky? I didn't. So my bracket's already busted. Have fun. Bye. Bye.